What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. It's I. It's Big Ben. I'm here all alone and unafraid by myself here today. There's going to be some changes made to the show. I'll address those near the end of the episode. Uh, but we got a lot to get into, especially in regards to college football. Uh, and why is that? Well, it's because bowl season just happened. So I hope you all had a fantastic time watching bowl season. I hope your picks went well. I hope your team did well uh, if your team was in a bowl game. Now, before I get into college football, before I get into bowl season, you know, the reason we're all gathered here today for this show, I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention uh, what happened on Monday Night Football. Now, I'm here recording on Wednesday, and I'm I'm looking for any update that I possibly can uh, so I can get you guys the most up-to-date information. I didn't put any notes about this, but if you watch the Monday Night Football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, you already know what I'm talking about. And uh, Lamar Hamlin, the whole football world, the whole football community has been rallying around him the game of course was postponed and it has been made known at this point that it was postponed indefinitely uh demar hamlin was hit uh making a tackle you know t higgins went to try and he pushed to try and get that extra yard shoulder at least what it looked like to me shoulder straight to the center of the chest uh and it caused a cardiac arrest he was resuscitated on the field with cpr uh and then according to his uncles resuscitated again uh, in uh, at UC Medical Trauma Center. Uh, I'm looking for the most up-to-date news on him here. Um, last I saw, he was in critical condition. Um, you know, all, all I can really say is that everybody, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with him, certainly. That's been the the sentiment from everybody this is terrifying this is not something you want to see as a football fan in general and you definitely don't want to see it as a you know as as a bills fan especially there's there's so many things that went on with this game that it's just none of the other stuff really seemed to matter from the second that it happened and it was tough to watch it was tough to see I thought the NFL took too long to cancel the game, but they did. They eventually postponed it indefinitely, and they've made the announcement that they are unsure of when it will be replayed or finished, uh, if it is replayed or finished. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But, you know, I, I couldn't in good faith do the show with at least touching on that and saying, you know, get well soon tomorrow. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. His GoFundMe. I don't have the link. I'm not going to put the link up here. But if you would like to go there, uh, it is for his Toy Drive Foundation. It has already raised over $6 million in the wake of this accident. Uh, If you would like to go donate yourself, all you need to do is uh, search DeMar Hamlin GoFundMe uh, for his Toy Toy Drive Foundation, and it should take you right there. But no transition like a rough transition. We're going to get into something that's been very exciting uh, for this holiday season, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and happy Kwanzaa. But also, most importantly, the other season, the other holiday going on in the month of December is bowl season. And this started all the way back on December 16th. We had two bowl games that kicked us off. We're going to get right on into them with how our picks went and what we thought of those games. First up, we had the Bahamas Bowl. 
Now, this was against this was between UAB and Miami of Ohio. Doug went with Miami of Ohio. He was incorrect there, as you can see. UAB pulled this one out 24 to 20. These were two teams that, you know, going into this game, you're kind of looking at it and you're like, huh, how is this really going to work out for them? How are we going to, how is all this going to work? It was, I don't have all the information up. Hold on. Let me, let me get this up here. There we go. I don't need it full screen. Aha, even better. There we go. I had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. All right, Bahamas Bowl. This was their first ever meeting. So we really had no clue how things were going to shake out between the two teams. But it turned out to be a fantastic game, being a four-point differential. And, yeah, maybe you could say that these two teams didn't quite deserve it uh, with their records. You know, six and six, fourth place in the MAC, six and six, fourth place in Conference USA. But let me tell you something. These two teams put on quite a show, and they got to have a spectacular trip down to uh, to the Bahamas. So, can't hate this bowl, no matter how much you try. I'm not the one that would hate it, for the record. This next one, we memed ourselves early on. It didn't even take a full day of bowl games. It was the first day, the 11 and two. Conference USA champion UTSA Roadrunners lost to the 11-2 Sunbelt champion Troy Trojans in the Duluth, Duluth Trading Cure Bowl down in Orlando, Florida, Six or 18-12. This one was kind of unexpected. I knew Troy had a good team. I don't think anybody ever, you know, we all agreed Troy had a good team. It was just a matter of not expecting them to compete as quickly as they did i think right i think that's where everybody was at playing in the background here ah sorry about that <laughs> spotify has a mind of its own sometimes nobody was debating that troy was a good team i just thought utsa had the experience i thought Tr jeff trailer had a much better team much more well coached team uh, that turned out not to be the case. Troy was able to pull this one out. That was our first memeing. It would not be our last. Let's keep the ball rolling here. Talking about December 17th. There were a ton of games on the 17th. And as you can see, we got memed in the very first one. Uh, as Cincinnati lost the Fenway Bowl 24-17 to against Louisville. Now, the story kind of going into this was Louisville's head coach uh, was taking over for the Bearcats. Uh, however, he did not take over in this game. It was an interim head coach for the Bearcats after Luke Fickle had announced that he was departing as well. Tough situation all around, if you ask me. And uh, I really feel for the Bearcats here. Uh, you know, I've seen it happen. I saw it happen to Memphis when they were playing in the Cotton Bowl not too terribly long ago. It's, it's tough to win these bowl games with an interim head coach. It really is. So I I don't think this was an accurate depiction of what this game, you know, what the final score of this game should have been or really was. Uh, but that's just what we got, right? This is this is the hand we were dealt. Uh, and it was, it was kind of a tough one to watch. Kind of a tough one to watch. Tough way for Louisville or Cincinnati, rather, to finish their season. For Louisville, this was a great, you know, stick it back to them. The ACC is still above the American. We're a better team. We're going to continue being a better team. 
I would love to see this matchup, this rivalry rekindle itself. And if this was the point that kicked it off, I couldn't be happier with it at all. So that's uh, 0 and 2 on the unanimous picks for us so far. Let's see if we get any better. You can see we do on this slide. If you're watching live, twitch.tv, backslash Patriots in the trenches, all one word. Hope that was creepy enough for you audio listeners. Next up, we had the one and only Celebration Bowl. It's the only FCS bowl game. Look, I I don't I don't know what you want to put this on. I don't know if you want to say Jackson State wasn't in it because you know or wasn't all the way in it. I guess I should say because I knew Coach Prime was leaving. I don't know if you want to put this on the MIAC dominance in this bowl game in recent years. I I don't I don't know what you want the answer to be because if I'm not mistaken, Deion Sanders was there coaching. I don't think these kids were gonna just quit on him. I think they were all bought in to try and finish the mission. Doug, of course, missed this one. Doug and I we we stuck with stuck with what we know. The MIAC for some reason has dominated this game in recent years. North Central or North Carolina Central wins forty one to thirty four over Jackson State. Uh, instead of going out with a bang, goes out with a dud for Deion Sanders here uh, in the Celebration Bowl. Very tough loss for him, but what are you going to do? Next up, we have our first SEC team, and uh, they started something that a lot of SEC teams continued for a good long while this bowl season, which made a lot of us happy, and that was losing. And not just losing, losing badly. Oregon, coming into this game, was – a ranked football team. Florida, I think, was also ranked for some unbelievable reason. 9-3 in the Pac-12. Fifth place for the Oregon State Beavers, and yet they still dominated from start to finish in this one in the Las Vegas Bowl against the Florida Gators, winning 30-3. I mean, there's, there's not a ton else to put here. Florida had no chance in this one. It seemed like from the first whistle, they just weren't in this game. They were completely outclassed. The SEC bias has got to end. But, again, this is what happens when you allow 66 teams in. I will concede that to tug a little bit. Some of these do get a little ridiculous. Next up, we had the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl between Washington State and Fresno State. This one was won by Fresno State, 29-6. to This kind of shows the duality of the Pac-12, though, right? You had fifth place, 9-3. and three. Seventh place, seven and five, Wazoo going up against the Mountain West champions. Hey, the Mountain West got a little more bite to them than I think people want to give them credit for. And this kind of just proves it here. Fresno State had a very good game. Cameron Ward had a very good game for Wazoo. He just didn't do enough. That defense didn't do enough. They only scored six points in Fresno State. Well, they scored 29 and trounced uh, the Wildcats of Wazoo. That brings us to the second part of the day. And our first game there was the Lending Tree Bowl between Rice and Southern Miss. I dogged Rice so hard. And then they played so good. I was I was sweating it out. <laughs> but I knew I knew that Southern Miss wouldn't let me down. They pulled this one out. 38 to 24. Rice got into this game as a five and seven team. All right. Five and seven they got into this ball game. That is why I went with Southern Miss, and I think that's why the other guys went there as well. Hey, we proved our record a little bit. One and two on unanimous picks. 
Next up, we have the New Mexico Bowl between SMU and BYU. So we got two uh, two schools that go solely by acronyms. I knew this one would be a clash of styles. I knew this would be probably our first really entertaining bowl game. And I think I said as much on the show a couple weeks ago when we were doing this breakdown. BYU led the series 3-0 all time. They now lead it 4-0 all times. They win this one by one point, 24-23, over the SMU Mustangs. I am still in shock that SMU is not going to the Big 12. I don't know this is an audition game. But I think it just goes to show that SMU is on the correct level where they need to be should they want to make a leap into a bigger conference, into a Power 5 conference, even if that structure is going away uh, a bit here uh, when we do expand the playoffs of 12 teams. Speaking of playoffs, stick around. We got a handful more games. We got a lot more games to get into, but we will cover them in great detail near the end of the show. That takes us to our last bowl game of the 17th. We had North Texas going up against Boise State. I was surprised Tug took Boise State, uh, but he had some Mountain West love here. I did as well. Doug, he went with North Texas for some reason. Uh, and North Texas put up a great battle. There, I've sung the praises of North Texas in the past too. So I can't I can't dog Doug too much here. But Boise State is still the better team. I think North Texas is a team to very much keep an eye on next year. Uh, they were very close in this one within three points. Final score, 35-32 uh, Boise State. It was a great game. Great matchup. We were all blessed to have gotten to see this one. Moving on, we only had one game on the 19th, and this was between Marshall and UConn. I'm very pleased with how UConn has improved in the past couple of years. I'm very pleased to see that they had a competitive team because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're going to FBS or they're going to the FCS. So for them to get six wins, to be six and six and get into a bowl game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl against the eight and four Marshall Thunder and Curd, who had a fantastic season, who had some amazing wins looking at you, Notre Dame. This was this was an amazing year for UConn. They deserved this, and they they did not get embarrassed. All right, it's a it's a two score differential, but UConn played extremely well. Marshall just a more talented team, just a better team right now. Uh, they got away with the win here. I was the only one to pick Marshall. I'll do a little bit better job making sure I, I say who picks makes our picks here going forward. I was the only one to pick Marshall, and uh, yeah, I I'm happy for it. All right, this was not a matter of me trying to defend against uh, my counterparts going with UConn. It was that I believed in the Thundering Herd this uh, this year, and they proved they proved my belief was not misplaced. Move on to the twentieth. Look out, world! We mean ourselves again. One and three, not looking so good on our unanimous picks. Right, Eastern Michigan. Coming into this game was eight and four, second place in the MAC West, going against nine and two San Jose State, second place in the Mountain West. West. I thought for sure this would be a close one. I give a lot more credit to the Mountain West than I do the MAC, and it's not because the MAC's playing a goofy schedule. Like I actually enjoy that. I think anybody that watches MAC football or watches college football in general enjoys that. But Eastern Michigan, they were on a mission. They dominated this one, 41 to 27. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I mean, 
love it. Absolutely love it. This was at Albertson Stadium in Boise, so we had to watch it on the blue turf. I wish there was another capable stadium in Idaho of hosting this bowl game, this bowl matchup. Uh, but alas, this is what we're stuck with for right now. Eastern Michigan now leads that series 2-0 all-time. It's only their second-ever meeting, and San Jose State did not look like they belonged. Next up, we had the Boca Raton Bowl between Liberty and Toledo, and Liberty won this one 20, or sorry, excuse me, Liberty did not win this one. Tug was the only one to pick Liberty. Doug and I picked Toledo, and they won this one 21-19. I got ahead of myself there. In their fourth meeting all time, it says 4-0 for Toledo. This was another very close game. Liberty had a fantastic showing. Toledo just a little bit better. Give a little credit to the team that plays a consistent schedule versus the independent. Now, this was Liberty's first bowl loss all time. It's going to be interesting to see how they rebound. They're going to be hungry to get back next year, correct that misstep, I think. And uh, I'll give you a little sneak peek. If they are in a bowl game next year, I will 100% be picking, be picking Liberty. But we're not there yet. Stay tuned. We'll get there next year, I promise. Next up, another team that I dogged relentlessly, Southern Alabama. I got to give some credit to USA here. One, because they have a fantastic acronym for their school. And two, because they did a little bit better than I was expecting. All right, a, a little bit better. I'm not going to say they did a lot better. They did a little bit better. The New Orleans RL Carriers Bowl, or RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, I think is the official title, was taken by the third place in Conference USA, Western Kentucky, 44-23, to over a second-place Sunbelt West team in South Alabama. I... I I don't, I don't know. I tried to talk him into it. I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him. Uh, but the Hilltoppers take this one. That offense is still just so electric and so high-powered. It's it's a joy to watch if you love uh, love high-scoring shootout games. Now, we ran a big risk, meeting ourselves in this next bowl game. I'm talking about the Armed Forces Bowl. Why? Why did we run a big risk? Because it was Baylor, a Big 12 team against Air Force. Second in the Mountain West Mountain Division, nine and three Air Force. Air Force, I will remind you though, was picked as the favorite in every single one of their regular season games. Tug could probably go in depth about the reasons Air Force did not win this game or win their three games that they lost in the regular season. He could probably talk to you for hours about reasons why changes need to be made at the head coach, among other things, with Air Force Falcons football. I can't do that, though. I think ultimately what happened here is that while Baylor led this series 3-0 all-time, they simply were not prepared for a triple option. I don't know the last time Baylor played an academy, or Georgia Tech for that matter, and it showed because Air Force had their way with them. An absolute route 30-15 to Baylor did not stand a chance. It was utter domination in the Armed Forces Bowl. Thank you, Lockheed Martin, for making sure that our service academies always have at least one bowl game that is just perfectly suited for them. Air Force takes home the title. Man, feels good. Two and three on unanimous picks. Let's see if we get some more luck here soon. If you're watching, if you're watching live, you already know we did. If you're listening. You got to wait for at least one more game because we did not all pick the same in the Independence Bowl. Tug went with Louisiana, which I think is a fine pick. 
I would have felt wrong going all in on Houston on this one. But Louisiana, they struggled a little bit here. They lose this one 23-16 against Houston Cougars. Now, Houston, Houston very easily could have not even made a bowl game this year. They had a, a bit of a resurgence and turnaround after playing uh, the University of Memphis and having a big comeback win there. Really, in my opinion, saved their season. It was a big turning point for them, and they were able to finish off with tap the season off with a bowl game win. They were fifth place in the American Athletic Conference at seven and five, and they get an Independence Bowl championship to go with it. Great season for the Raging Cajuns, although they have fallen off quite a bit in the past couple of years. Uh, only six and six, and third place in the Sun Belt West, and a bowl loss. They've got some uh, some figuring out to do. They're better than the Independence Bowl. I think they know that. I expect that they'll have a much better team moving forward. Now, I don't remember if I mentioned this on our last episode. The Gasparilla Bowl. Wake Forest versus Missouri. This game was at Raymond James Stadium. Tampa Bay, Florida. Missouri had been offered a spot in the Liberty Bowl as the SEC representative. They declined. Similarly, they declined going to Memphis to finish out their contract. Instead, we're having this neutral site game in St. Louis uh, this this upcoming fall. Missouri does not want to come to Memphis for whatever reason, and they paid for it because Wake Forest has been a juggernaut of late in bowl games, three and two all time. But I feel like they have just dominated the last their last three bowl games must have been their last their first three wins because they have dominated from every account that I can recall. They of course improved to four and two, and Missouri falls to one and seven all time in bowl games. We were unanimous picking Wake Forest, moving us to three and three on our unanimous picks here. This seemed like a great way to finish for Sam Hartman to finish his career at Wake Forest. The first ever meeting between Wake Forest and Missouri. I mean, there's there's so much to take away from this game. Ten point victory. Love to see it. Love to see it backfire on Missouri. We'll move forward a little bit to Christmas Eve. It was a Hawaii Bowl, a very close Hawaii Bowl. We at least got the game this year. Of course, it was canceled last year after a COVID outbreak among the University of Hawaii team and staff. This one was between MTSU and San Diego State. Meeting of two seven and five teams, uh, but a little bit of a different. Eh, Similar standing, second place in the Mountain West West and second or fourth place in the Conference USA that has no divisions. This was a very close matchup on paper, and it turned out to be a very close matchup on the field, too. We were unanimous picking MTSU, and I was very nervous about that. But Blue Raiders pulled it out 25 to 23, and they take the Hawaii Bowl crown in the first ever meeting between the two schools. I don't have a ton else to say about this game. I'll be honest. And that's going to be the case for several more of these. There's there's going to be a handful. And then, of course, when we get to these latter bowl games, I'll have a lot more to talk about. But I didn't take accurate notes. Nobody really did. We're going to keep pushing. Next up, we do have the Quick Lane Bowl taking place in Detroit Rock City at Ford Field. This was the first ever bowl game win for head coach New Mexico State head coach Jared Keel. 
Now, Jerry Kill has a very special place in my heart as a Southern Illinois native and fan of Southern Illinois, of SIU. So to see him lead the Aggies to a 24-19 win over Bowling Green just warmed my heart. I couldn't be more happy for him. Couldn't be more happy for this team to go from where they were to where they are now to being bowl eligible at all. And then not just bowl eligible, but winning that bowl game. Absolutely unbelievable. I could not be happier. What a fantastic way to finish the season. And I think things are going to continue to look up for the Aggies. Will they join a conference? I don't know. But I think they're on the right track with that head coach. That is for sure. Whew. We got a lot of bowl games on this next day here. It doesn't start off easy. Starts off with Camellia Bowl. Georgia Southern versus Buffalo. Buffalo would win this one 23-21. I was the only one to take the Bulls. And I'll tell you what, I have no regrets. This one was close. I'll sweating it out, that's for sure. But Buffalo was able to ultimately pull it out in the first ever meeting between the two schools. And they win this one down in Montgomery, Alabama. Next up, we got 6-6 six and six Memphis, 8th place in the American Athletic Conference. Going against 6-6 six and six Utah State, 4th place in the Mountain West Mountain Division. <clears throat> now, Memphis won this game 38-10. I was watching it with my, fam- with my wife, my mom, my kids, my niece. And at one point, Memphis was up 38-3, to 27-21-3. I mean, they were, they were up, it was a three-possession game. So, oh, they've got this. I was like, no, no, no. They could definitely lose this game. And I believe, I'm going to look up the score to be sure. I believe the halftime score, Memphis was up three possessions. I couldn't help but think, potentially, this one is far from over. Yeah, they were up 24-3 to at halftime, and then they scored their final 14 points in the fourth quarter with Utah State getting a touchdown in the fourth quarter as well. And I'll say this, when Utah State scored, I held my breath a little bit, got a little nervous. I'd seen Memphis blow so many leads this season. I was extremely worried this was going to be the same story. It wasn't. Memphis pulled it out. They hung. I say pulled it out. They dominated this game, and they finished the job for what feels like the first time this season in a big blowout win like this. I'm excited for what's coming for coming down the line for the Memphis Tigers. I think this team has a lot to build on this year. They learned a lot. They made a lot of mistakes. And look, we all picked them. We didn't meme ourselves. Four and three on the unanimous picks, if my count is correct. I'll make sure to get a 100% accurate count here at the end. Uh, yeah, props to Memphis. Props to Memphis. They now lead the series five and three all time. And improve to six and eight in bowl games while Utah State goes down to six and nine. Nice. Next up, we have the Birmingham Bowl between Eastern Carolina and Coastal Carolina. The Sun Belt runner up, Sun Belt runners up, did not fare very well against the seven and five, sixth place American Athletic Conference opponent. Wow. I knew ECU had a had a very good team. I know. I know I dogged him a little bit in the preseason. All right. Ehlers, 
an amazing quarterback. He did amazing this season. Better than I expected. Better than I think a lot of people expected. And this was a very good team. A few bounces one way or another. And maybe maybe they were playing in the conference championship, right? I think they had that level of talent this year. This is where they ended up. And I think they were angry. Because they won this one 53-29. We're not used to seeing Coastal Carolina play that poorly. I don't know if Grayson McCall had made his announcement to enter the transfer portal, which he since rescinded. If he made that call early or what the deal was. But oh my god. This was insanity. This was absolute insanity. Just the other domination from ECU Pirates. Next up, we memed ourselves, guys. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't great. Oklahoma State loses the guaranteed rate bowl to Wisconsin 24 to 17. Oh, look, I'm, Wisconsin did not look good this year. They were six and six coming into this one. Oklahoma State at one point was running the table and then just fell off. Fell off a cliff. You know, Spencer Sanders had some injury issues. I thought at least that Oklahoma State would be in a, a position to, you know, win. They def- they certainly competed. This was only a seven-point loss, uh, but it was not enough. That takes us to four and four on your unanimous picks. We're going to keep moving right on along to December 28th. Now, of course, I couldn't pick UCF in the Military Bowl. I didn't feel right picking Duke. Boy, am I glad I did. Duke wins this one 30-13. Get the fuck out of my conference, UCF. Take the rest with you. Tug, I appreciate that you didn't want to go unanimous on this one. I hate you a little bit for taking UCF. But Tug and I were both on the correct side of things here. And we avoided what could have been a meme. Because if I'm sure if we would have all taken Duke, UCF would have just stuck their nose at me and, and won this one. But they didn't. And uh, that takes us to Liberty Bowl Stadium, Simmons Bank, Liberty Stadium. Fuck that. Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium, home of the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. All right. I watched this one. I got some things to say. We went unanimous for Arkansas. Five and four unanimous picks here, boys. We're avoiding, we're avoiding being on the losing side of our unanimous picks here for the time being at least. Arkansas won this one 55-53 in overtime. This went into the two-point conversion period, I do believe. It shouldn't have gone that far. Kansas went for a two-point conversion. I believe this was, uh, maybe it wasn't in overtime. I don't remember exactly when it was. Kansas went for a two-point conversion to tie the game to either force overtime or to continue overtime. Jalen Daniels scrambles out of the pocket, or maybe he completed a pass. Is getting tackled into the end zone. Arkansas player dives from inside the end zone, dives outwards to stop him. Hits him in the head. Targeting. Kansas scores. Game continues. Ball don't lie, though. Arkansas would end up winning this one by two, 55 to 53. It was a wild end, and Arkansas really choked this game away. So for them to win is kind of vindication on their part, but also should not have been that close. Next up, we have the Holiday Bowl, UNC versus Oregon. Doug took North Carolina, and he almost made the right pick. 
Oregon only wins this one by a single point, 28 to 27. They had such a turnaround this year. UNC, of course, being the ACC runner-up, had a great season as well. But both teams, uh, both teams only had nine wins. So, Oregon gets their tenth win in the first ever meeting between the schools. And man, this was a fantastic game. Close nail biter all the way through to the end. Next up, we had the Texas Bowl, and I gotta say, a lot of people that watched this one said that the rest were leaning heavily in favor of Texas Tech. I gotta say, though, I just don't think Ole Miss is that good. That's why I didn't pick him. I tried to convince Doug not to, but he went with the Rebels. Tug and I went with the Red Raiders, and Texas Tech won this one pretty handily, 42-25. to I watched bits and pieces of this one. Look, I don't I don't think Ole Miss really belonged out there. That's just me. That's just me. Texas Tech looked dominant in this one. And, uh, yeah, Arkansas was our first SEC school to win a bowl game, by the way, in case y'all weren't tracking that. Next up, we continue on to the 29th. And uh, two games in a row. Two games in a row we were unanimous picks here. And, spoiler alert, we got both of them right. Seven and four on the unanimous picks. Things are looking up for us here. In the Pinstripe Bowl, Syracuse took a little trip to the city uh, to lose to Minnesota 28-20. to And then we move on to the Cheez-It Bowl where we had uh, Florida State going up against Oklahoma. There's a lot of people, a lot of people dogging FSU right now. FSU is back. You know, I even think I said FSU is back. They definitely showed at times that they were back. Uh, but people are pointing to this one saying, uh-uh-uh. Not so fast. Why is that? You have a 9-3 and FSU playing against a 6-6 six and six Oklahoma who struggled a lot this year. Struggled to get to six wins with Dylan Gabriel under center. And then you only win by three, and that game was extremely winnable for Oklahoma. Mike Norvell's job still safe. I think I think that's always gonna be that's gonna be the story at FSU for probably four or five years. I think he's safe. He'll be back next year. And I think FSU is going to improve on a lot of things. I think the other thing people are overlooking here, the ACC is, was pretty weak this year, and we're we're going to look into that a little bit more uh, in the next uh, in a few games here as well. Just wait; it gets it gets very interesting. We continue on to the Alamo Bowl, yet another game in Texas, where people were complaining that the Texas team, being the University of Texas was getting favorable and preferential treatment to the point that when Texas was coming back, if you scoured Twitter, that was pretty much all people were talking about. It's how the rest were keeping the Longhorns in this one, how Washington was a better team and deserved the win. Fortunately for all those people, not and for Doug, uh, Washington did get the win. Tug and I went with Texas. We were wrong there. It's okay. I can I can take being wrong on this one. It was a fantastic game. Valiant effort by Texas to try and come back at the end. Time was just not their friend at the end of the game there. And Washington was able to pull out the seven-point victory over the Longhorns. Next up, we got my favorite bowl game, Doug's favorite bowl game, and Tug's least favorite because he doesn't like Mayo. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl between Maryland and North Carolina State. Remember when I said the ACC struggled? They struggled against Maryland. Fear the turtle. John Turner, shout out there. Maryland wins 16-12, to and yes, there was a Mayo bath, and it was fantastic. 
Talia Tagovailoa looking great in this one. I thought the physicality would be more of an issue for him. It wasn't. And uh, the Terrapins pull out the victory here. And oh no, we made it so long without a meeting. We had made it so, so long without a meeting. But we all took UCLA. And look, I can't speak exactly for what the other guys were thinking. Although, you know, it's recorded. You can go back and listen if you want to. I thought UCLA had this one wrapped up. I thought for sure there's no way in hell that Pittsburgh's going to win this one. And maybe maybe that doubt is what kind of motivated the Panthers here. Eight and four in the ACC. They struggled a lot at times. UCLA, nine and three, fifth place in the Pac-12, but a very good nine and three. They were undefeated for quite some time. They lose it by two. Pittsburgh wins 37 to 35. And what a fantastic cap to a great season for the Panthers here. Winning the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I mean, this was this was a good game. I I'm upset that I miss it. Next up, we got the Gator Bowl. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. I did not have faith in Notre Dame. I was wrong. Doug was also wrong. Tug went with the Fighting Irish as they beat the Gamecocks 45 to 38. That's right. They beat those Cocks hard. We're going to let that one simmer for a little bit. Next up, I when I was going over our picks here, when I was making the tweets, putting the tweets out and promoting everything, I thought there's no way this is how Doug picked Doug and Tug picked in the Arizona Bowl. Sure enough, I went back and listened. I went back and watched. I went back and looked through all my notes, everything else. I didn't want to get memed here because I had a feeling if we all picked Wyoming that they would meme us. And I'm glad I didn't because the Mac runner up Ohio, they pulled it out 30 to 27. It took overtime, but they won the Arizona Barstool Bowl, the Barstool Arizona Bowl. I love it. I love that John had to take Wyoming because he's just, I don't, I don't know why he did. I remember I didn't want to take Ohio because they burned me a couple times this year, even though I tried to have faith in them. I took him, took him out of spite almost. And it, and it worked out. So maybe maybe spite is the answer to get the results you want from the Ohio Bobcats. Next up, we have the orgiest Orange Bowl ever between Tennessee and Clemson. And Clemson didn't belong. Tennessee wins this one 37-17. I think that takes us to 7-6. and six. Our unanimous picks. We all took Clemson. Uh, it's not looking good. I think I think we're still gonna be all right. I think we're still gonna finish above 500. I'll get a confirmation on this later. Yeah, Tennessee won, finished off a great season, 10 and two. Talked about it already. The ACC. This was the ACC champion, 11 and two ACC champion Clemson. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to talk anymore about this game. It makes me sick. Ah, at last, another unanimous pick that won our way. Eight and five. On the unanimous picks so far, or eight and six, I'll get I'll get a I'll get an official count. Eight and six, I believe, is where we're at right now. This was the most Iowa win ever, right? Iowa wins this one, twenty-one to zero, stifling defense, completely shut out Kentucky. You'll love to see it. The Hawkeyes continue bad way help continue the bad ways for the SEC in bowl season. But uh, if you are a, you're an SEC fan, 
<laughs> things turn around for you here in a little bit. And I say the most Iowa way possible to win a game. Uh, they had one offensive touchdown. Yeah. Good job, Iowa. What what a fucking win there in the Music City Bowl. Next up, I took – we have the Sugar Bowl. I took Alabama because you always take Alabama in postseason games. And Nick Saban, I don't know what he did. He got all his guys to buy in. Nobody sat out. Nobody left. They stuck this one out. And they dominated Kansas State, who had had a fantastic season. Big 12 champions. Alabama wins 45-20. to 20. And let's be real. I'm going to squash this right now because the next two games we're going to talk about very briefly uh, are the playoff games. You can see it on the screen. I'll, we'll get more in depth later, I promise. Um, I am going to hit them very briefly here. A lot of people wanted to say Alabama should have been in the playoff. Look what they did to the Big 12 champion. And, oh, by the way, uh, the team the Big 12 champion beat uh, won. They won their game. So I think people were kind of looking at the two losers in the in the playoffs. That's uh, the way that should have been. But I'm going to say it right here, right now. This is my official stance and will remain my official stance. As long as a four-team playoff exists, if there are zero or one-loss teams available, they need to be in the playoff over a two-loss team, even if it is Alabama. Do I think Alabama wins? Their playoff game, no matter who they're faced up, they're matched up against, probably. But they absolutely did not deserve to be in the college football playoff this year. That was my official stance. Even though I took them, even though I'm happy that they won this game, stop it. We've had the best college football playoff to date with the four teams that we're in. We're going to talk about those games very briefly here. Doug and I, or Doug took TCU because he could not bring himself to take Michigan. I did not think TCU would win this game, and that is why I took Michigan. I think Tug was in the same boat as me. TCU, this was their coming off their first loss, but they dominated this one. The scoreboard doesn't really reflect it. 51 to 45. We'll talk more about this game later. They're on to the college football national championship game. In the Peach Bowl, basically a home game for Georgia. Ohio State was in the driver's seat most of the game, uh, but I'm the only one that went with Georgia, and I, truth be told, would have been absolutely fine with losing and being incorrect there. Uh, but they win this one 42-41. We will hit this game again later. Uh, bear with me here. Next up, we memed ourselves again, and I think the reason we did this, very simply put, we did not know how this Mississippi State team would respond uh, after the death of Mike Leach. If you're in our Discord or if you've been online anywhere, Discord link is scrolling across the bottom. Uh, I will drop it in the chat if anybody wants me to, just so that you're able to go into Discord yourselves and join our conversations there. I thought for sure Mississippi State, I just I didn't know how they would come out. They honored the Pirate. They honored the man, Mike Leach, himself. They win this one 19-10, and I got to say, they were up 13-10. And Illinois had the ball last play of the game. They do some schoolyard bullshit. All types of laterals. And I didn't see it live. I saw a replay, but I would have been up and screaming out of my seat. This was the most successful lateral play that I've seen in quite a long time. They're moving the ball downfield. It, it was almost like they – had practiced this, which I wouldn't put it past, uh, wouldn't put it past the University of Illinois to practice something like this. 
it looked rehearsed. It looked coordinated. Everybody had a general idea of where they needed to go and what they needed to do to be ready to continue progressing the ball down the field. But as these things always do, it accidentally ends up in the hands of a big guy, and then things really start going downhill. Mississippi State would recover and return the ball for a touchdown. That's why we have the final score, 19-10. to 10. I'm fine. I'm fine losing this one. They honored Coach Leach with a pirate flag on their helmets in Raymond James Stadium. Suck it, NFL. Oh, that felt good to get off my chest. Congratulations to Mississippi State. I know, I know Coach Leach is down. He's watching. He saw that one. He was smiling. That was a fantastic tribute to the man. Next up, we had the Cotton Bowl. And I got to say, I got to take a minute to talk about this one, too. Tulane last year was 2-10. and 10, The bottom of the American Athletic Conference. And I said, this team, I said in our American Athletic Conference preview, on this very show, Tulane seemed like they underperformed the whole way. They were a much better team than 2-10. and 10. Doug said this was the best 2-10 and 10 team in the country. We didn't really know where to put them. We knew that they would be better than last year. But I think conference champion, I, I certainly didn't have them winning the conference. I certainly didn't have them winning the conference. None of us did, as a matter of fact. I don't think yeah, – I took Tulane because I wanted to take Tulane. I wanted to have – I wanted to support the American, and I also Heisman winners historically bad in bowl games, historically bad in bowl games, and Caleb Williams was not historically bad, but he continues the bad record for Heisman winners in bowl games. That's for sure, because Tulane won this one, forty-six to forty-five, in an amazing comeback, and they also thwarted a lateral play. This was they didn't return theirs for a touchdown. But the one-point victory over USC and the reigning Heisman champion, amazing. Absolutely amazing. What a turnaround. Finishing the season 12-2 and after going 2-10. and The best single-season turnaround in FBS history at this point in time. Congratulations to Tulane. What a year. I look forward to seeing them next year. And oh, by the way, I hope they get another match with USC. Because now that series is tied two and two. Next up, we had the Cheese It Bowl, Cheese It Citrus Bowl, because Cheese It has to sponsor everything. I took Purdue in this one because I wanted the spoiler makers to uh, to continue on here, uh, but it didn't happen. It did not happen. LSU dominated from start to finish. The SEC runners up, sixty three to seven. Yeah, this was this was an embarrassing pick on my part. Last but not least, we have the Rose Bowl. Doug would not take Penn State, although I think if you asked him, he did think they were legitimately, if they were anybody else, he would have taken them. Uh, they have the better team. They proved that they had the better team. They took out Utah 35-21 to to finish off bowl season with a Big Ten win. Got to be a little solace for, uh, for what happened in the playoff there. Now, I did, as predicted, Win the bowl season pick them 29 and 13 for myself. Well, Doug went a perfect 500. Tug taking up the rear at 20 and 22. Now, the question that was on our minds because it felt like I was beating everybody up pretty much all, all bowl season did I get enough to take first place? Short answer is no, but 
from where I was to where I finished, I'm very proud with the fact that I tied for second, 102 and 82 with Tug. Doug, however, had too much of a lead for either of us to overcome, and he wins our college football pick'em for the year, 107 and 77. It does not matter what our final picks are. This is Doug's title here. Now, I want to spend a couple minutes talking about these these playoff games because they were equally, they were both fantastic in very different ways. You have the undefeated Big Ten champions who came out and looked like they did not belong on the field. At halftime, this game was out of hand. TCU was handily in charge, and there were plenty of Michigan fans saying, there's no chance we're winning this one. There was tons of game left, right? And it seemed like people were giving up on it too early. But TCU was up 21-6, to and it, it was kind of a fluke that, uh, that Michigan had any points, if we're being honest. TCU dominated this one. They were outscored in the third and fourth quarters, but that's why you play hard the whole way through. They're able to hold on to the lead. Max Duggan proven why he was a Heisman candidate. And, hey, maybe he's even more in this conversation going into next season. TCU has had a fantastic year. I'm looking very forward to them playing in the college football national championship game. Now, I only saw bits and pieces of this one, but let me take you to the game that I saw the whole thing. Ohio State versus Georgia. In the Peach Bowl, what was essentially a home game for the Georgia Bulldogs. Ohio State was in the driver's seat for most of this one, everybody. Ohio State could have and should have won this football game, if you want my opinion. There were a couple things that happened, though. First up, C.J. Stroud throws a ball into the end zone, just floats it, trying to get rid of it. He didn't put enough on it to get it completely way out of bounds into an area that nobody could catch it. So what does Marvin Harrison Jr. do? He does what he does best. He tries to make a play on the ball, and he did. He got his hands on the ball. He just got obliterated as the ball got there. And that that really felt like a turning point. You take out the number one receiving target for the Ohio State Buckeyes that kicked a field goal on that drive as a result. Those were their final points of the game. And we didn't see we didn't see Marvin Harrison Jr. the rest of the night. And this one came down to a field goal, a long college kicker field goal situation. Georgia had already missed two or three field goals on the night. It was Ohio State's turn to miss field goal, down 41-42. to Wide, 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 wide left. From the second he kicked the ball, I knew it, was, it wasn't going in. I talked to Tug after – not Tug. I talked to Doug after the game. This was the first Ohio State loss in a while that he has been okay with, shall we say. This team played hard from start to finish. The coaching made sense from start to finish. This team was motivated, and they played their hearts out the whole night. So he's okay with the loss. It takes a little bit of the sting away that it wasn't quite like some of their other losses that they've had recently. He also mentioned Ohio State was trying to get on that right hash. and He said that kick had the leg. It did. If they get to that right hash, which is what they were trying to do on their – couple of plays leading up to the field goal attempt. 
maybe it goes in. Maybe it's maybe it's a good field goal. Maybe Ohio State wins the game and is going to the college football national championship game. But that's not the case. Georgia wins it and remains undefeated. Stenson Bennett is looking for back-to-back college football national championships. And I got to say, I hope he gets it. I hope he doesn't play another snap of football for the rest of his life. I hope his last college game is his last game because I want the legend of Stenson Bennett and everything that goes around with it to be his story. I want him to be the quintessential college football guy. That That's just me. That's just what I want. I want to see that so much. Now, when I'm looking at these two teams going forward, for the record, Doug is taking UGA. Tug is taking TCU. You put, I'm going straight here. I'm going right here on the spot. I want the legend of Stenson Bennett. I want that so, so much. I want to see TCU win this game too. I am so very torn. I'm glad we're not, I'm glad I have the liberty to take whoever I want because we're not going to meme ourselves. I don't feel like I'm forced to go one way or another. It feels like everybody taking one team would just be a mistake to begin with. Georgia was over able to overcome the Ohio State offense that was dominating early in the game. And I think they're going to be able to overcome a team with even less on defense. Although, TCU was able to shut down Michigan, right? Ugh. I want I want to see the repeat. I want the legend of sense embedded to be cemented in stone. I'm going Bulldogs. That is my official pick. Doug and I are taking the Bulldogs. Doug is taking TCU. I cannot wait for Monday, everybody. But that's going to do it as far as our bowl coverage and really our preview. This is going to be a, a, a clash of styles here. There's not going to, you know, that's there's not a ton else to really say. I want to move into kind of the shift that the show is taking. We love talking football. Tug and I love the NFL. And maybe one day we'll get back to doing a lot more NFL. But as you can see with the show, how it went tonight, I didn't talk anything about games, NFL games. I didn't talk anything about NFL fantasy, although congratulations to all our fantasy winners. And, you know, the losers, too. I got to do a hot chip challenge after finishing last in the league I won last year. Uh. But college football just seems like it's going to be a better place for us to settle down and explore moving forward. Now, what does that mean for kind of our non-NFL pro news on all of our non-NFL pro leagues? Well, the convenient thing is that as we move towards more of a college football show, we're going to be focusing on Division One, not just FBS, but also FCS. Now, the spring leagues feature a lot of older FBS guys, and I think in the future they'll start to feature some F- some more FCS talent as well. So I anticipate we're still going to talk about them a lot because, oh yeah, the other thing, they take place when the FBS and FCS are off. Also with that, our NFL Draft Show is probably our favorite show of the year. It is the best time ever that we have on stream, I think. What are we going to do about that though, right? We're going to keep that up. That's kind of going to be like our Super Bowl, so to speak, uh, in the sense of player watching and talking about players in particular, the guys that make this game happen. The NFL draft, that is the the pinnacle for them, right? I'm looking forward to the way this show is moving forward. I'm looking forward to the, to the path that we're going to be paving here 
going into next season. Uh, I will be back to talk about the college football national championship game next week. Uh, kind of give my final thoughts on the season, put a big shiny bow on it, and wrap it all up for you here. But after that, I don't anticipate we'll have any shows until probably getting into some a couple weeks leading up to the draft. I thank everybody who has tuned in tonight and everybody that's listening on our audio version. Got a few links to shout out. If you want to support the program, go to patreon.com backslash BDT football or head over to twitch.com backslash big dudes in the trenches, all one word. You can subscribe there and that money will help the show or your donations on Patreon will also go to help the show. Check out our website, bdtfootball.com or email us at mailbox at, at bdtfootball.com for any questions or, you know, of course, being in the live chat helps. Uh, and we'll get to them and talk to you and answer your questions live on the show. Just keep in mind we are going with a more of a college football focus here. Next up, find us on Twitter at BDT football, facebook.com backslash BDT football, Instagram.com backslash BDT underscore football. Although we are kind of working on that a little bit right now, how to utilize that best. And our episodes are also up on youtube.com backslash Big dudes in the trenches. Again, all one word. Discord link uh, will be provided in the description below. Uh, it's it's a bunch of random numbers and letters. I'm not reading that out for you guys. I'm sorry. Thank you, everybody, who has supported us these past two years. Looking forward to a fantastical new year. Uh, and looking forward to uh, the direction we're taking the show moving forward. We hope to see you all there. We hope you will join us. That is it for today, though. I wish you all a happy new year and a year of happiness and prosperity. We'll see you all. Peace out. Peace out.